You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. Let's run down Port O'Connor Way now, and let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith, see how he's doing this morning. Lynn, good morning. Good morning. Looks like What's we're up? just sitting around waiting on this weather to come in. Yeah. We've got, we got some bad weather. Looks like we're going to get it about mid-morning, something like that, around noon, I guess, 11 or 12. But boy, it looks bad. It's gonna come rolling in. Just you know, what we need what some more. <laughs> every other day, every other day, it hits us. It's <laughs> terrible. My party for yesterday canceled, and uh, you know they had he uh, he lived up on the other side of Austin, and and uh, he said that storm that came in the day before yesterday or whatever blew down a bunch of trees and and. Uh, knocked down some fences and some of his cattle got out and he said, man, I can't make it down to fish. I said, I understand. You know, I, I fully understand. That's real bad that when a, the cows get out, man. I know. I know. But, uh, that was a bad storm that went through where he lived and, and, uh, I saw it on radar. Boy, it did look bad, but yeah, yeah it, it, uh, it, it really looked bad, but yeah, <clears throat> it's just, Every other day we're getting these storms. Well, there's man. a big old glob out there west of you, you know, from it stretches from Piedras Negras to San Antonio, and it's uh, drifting your way. It's headed our way. It yeah. is. And then uh, up around Abilene and Fort Worth and Waco up there, there's another big old sail of stuff. Man. Yeah, well, that's the way it is in April, you know. Yep. I, I tell her tell these people to call me i said look guys i mean april's iffy it really is iffy you know it's uh one day after another you never know what's going to happen you know and i hate canceling trips i really do oh, no. but it's, uh, can't but ever it get happens. them back well you can get them no. back but you lost that day you'll never get back that's right that's right but uh there'll be better days you know we got better days coming but, um, you know, anyway, I <laughs> I talked to uh, one of the guys uh, yesterday, and uh, he said uh, he had gone out, and uh, they went out in jetties, and they caught some bulls. And, and uh, one of the, they, he had a couple of old codgers with him that, oh, they had a good time. You know, they caught some bull ribs. And, and uh, he said, man, he said, uh, one of them put on a, put on a piece of tinfoil on his hook, dropped it down and bam 
big bull red headed, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he said, "Man, you couldn't put anything on your hook to the bull red wouldn't hit it." They yeah, that, they're red. hey, they're snapping when that's happening. Oh, you know it, you know it. But uh, anyway, they were a lot of fun to talk to. Those guys were having a ball, man. You know, all they them old timers that I grew up fishing around up my way, way back in the day. They'd get out there on the ship channel or the wells in the summertime when all them fish just stack up. And uh, they'd run out of shrimp under a popping cork, and they'd take a piece of their white T-shirt and cut a strip on it and just put it on a treble hook and throw it out there and pop it and catch, never stop catching trout. That's right. Just keep catching them. That's right. Well, my dad, you know, I think I told this story once, but my dad, one time, we were at the jetties, Sabine Pass jetties, and uh, we were throwing spoons, and uh, we ran out of spoons because we didn't have any wire leader. Well, yeah, the Spanish, Spanish mackerel breaking there. you off, yeah. Oh, they were. They were cutting us off. And uh, so he dug around in his tackle box, and he had a, a beer opener, you know, can opener. <laughs> and uh, he took that out and, and uh, rigged it up and, we kept on fishing, man. We kept catching them, <laughs> you know, catching them on those beer openers. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't matter. As long as it flashes, they'll hit it, you know. It doesn't matter. It's crazy. But uh, it's amazing what they'll hit. But uh, anyway, we did good on that. But anyway, it, uh, it's uh, crazy weather right now. <clears throat> I guarantee you. Yeah, it is. So, anyway, next weekend we got our crawfish festival here in POC, and it looks like looks like we'll have a decent day that Saturday at least. Our prediction, so that's good. But you know, it's funny we got we got. I was looking at weather a while ago, and we got like rain one day, and it'll be sunny the next, and rain mm-hmm. day, and then sunny the next, and, and it's just it's crazy like that right now. I know it really is. Oh man, it's gonna be brutal. But that's how April. How many years for you. Have, has Port O'Connor had a crawfish festival? Oh, I guess I don't know, five or six years, maybe yeah. more. Yeah, something like that. So it's uh, it's it's been good. Boy, they they boil up a lot of crawfish. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I, that's what I did yesterday <laughs> afternoon. I went. Blaine had a big crawfish boil at his bay house down there mm-hmm. and uh show was good oh yeah i used to go to a skeet shoot in lake charles and and uh they had a guy come in there and he'd boil up 1200 pounds and uh boy that was a feed i'll guarantee you that <laughs> and, boy, uh, and it makes see. for a bad mess afterwards oh you know it but uh this guy had a had a trailer rigged up boy he had a he had it rigged up for the for boiling those crawfish. So, <clears throat> and the guy that uh, that I was staying with, <clears throat> excuse me, got a frog in my throat. The guy I was staying with, this friend of ours, uh, there were several of us staying there at this house, and uh, he told us he came around. And he said, "All right," he said, "Before y'all leave here tonight," I said, uh, "Everybody needs to take a, a beer cup, and and y'all need to peel uh, a beer cup full of tails." Everybody. So everybody that was standing at that house, we we showed up with a a beer cup full of peeled tails. And the next morning, we got up and he made crawfish omelets. 
Oh. And oh my goodness. Well, you good. talk about it hurt you stuff. You talk about it hurt you. <laughs> Man, they were good. Because those Cajuns can cook. I'm telling you what. They know how to cook. I know. We used to, uh, we had a bunch of them left over. My wife and a friend of hers would make, uh, we'd peel them, peel them all up and bag them up. And they'd make uh, crawfish enchiladas the next day with them. Oh, my God. Pretty good. Wasn't too You shady. better know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better know it. You know, this, this last year we had a, uh, a guy and his son came down to the ranch and, and uh, the guy, he didn't hunt. He just cooked for us and he made gumbo and all kinds of stuff. And, and his son hunted and uh, they'd never been to South Texas, you know, and, and it was funny because uh, the father, he was, he was cooking in the kitchen. He was making gumbo and, and all that. And he looked out the window and he said, Hey, there's a bunch of pigs out there. I said, those aren't pigs, man. Those are javelina. <laughs> he said, what's a javelina? He'd never seen one. It's a rat. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a South Texas rat. <laughs> and uh, and boy, I said, man, he said, uh, are they good to eat? I said, not as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but I said, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it tastes just like they smell, and they smell like a skunk. <laughs> oh, man. And I said, oh, man. I said, they're pretty nasty, but uh, a lot of people like them, but I don't. I'll tell you, that's, uh, I'll just have to take their word for it. Yeah. Oh, man. I had a old boy I used to work with, and he uh, he wanted to he wanted to get some javelinas, man. He said, nah, I, I want to get some javelina meat and everything and, <laughs> and make tacos and stuff like that. And I, I had a lease down in Zapata right on the border, man. And uh, I said, well, boy, we, we loaded up with javelinas down there. You just come on down with me and just shoot all you want. And this was way back there. And uh, I took him down there one weekend, and I put him in a stand. I corned up the Sendera. Man, I heard him open up. He was shooting a, a Remington 6-millimeter automatic. Oh, boy. And and he opened up, and it sounded like a war, you know. Yeah. And I went to pick him up, and he'd shot six of them. Uh, and I said, good grief, man. And he lined them up. He killed three with the first shot, <laughs> you know. And uh, I said, good grief. Well, we hung those things up on a barbed wire fence and started scanning them out. Oh, and I said, this is the last time I'm doing this, man. Oh, that was terrible. Mm. And I, I had told him, I said, don't shoot big ones. Shoot the young ones, you know, get some young ones. Well, we took one of those young ones and... and cooked it and i'm telling you what that was that was the last one i'm gonna eat oh man i don't care how you cook them but they, they still taste like a skunk for it i'm concerned yeah that's uh man's got to know his limitations oh exactly <laughs> exactly famous line from clint eastwood <laughs> oh yeah exactly but uh anyway i you know i've talked to some people that like them but not me they can uh, I've heard of them wrapping them in banana leaves, you know, seasoning them down, wrap them, then bury them in coals and dig a hole in the ground mm-hmm. and all that. Hey, dig that hole in the ground, throw them in there and cover it up with dirt, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, not me. Mm. And, you know, I, I couldn't believe when the state put a limit on them, you know. And, uh, Man, that'd be like killed. eating a coyote. <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. Scavenger. 
Good grief. You know, a guy uh, post, somebody posted a picture uh, yesterday of, uh, of a rattlesnake swimming across the canal here, uh, swimming over to the houses on the canal, and said, watch out, they're, they're out and about. And uh, that was like the second picture I'd seen right. of a uh, rattler swimming across the canal here. And uh, so they are out and about right now. They're moving. Yes, they are. And uh, and then somebody posted underneath that said, well, what kind of snake is it? I said, man, it's a rattlesnake. What do you think, you know? And uh, it was a pretty good-sized one, too. And uh, But they are on the move right now. So you got to be careful. I don't walk out my front door that I'm not looking, you know. I don't blame you. You're in rattlesnake country down there, bud. Oh, I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, they'll they'll climb these wood stairs too. Believe well, me. yeah, they will. Yes, they will. There's no worse feeling than being wade fishing a snake, you know, trying to crawl up on you. He thinks oh, you're gosh, something yeah. to crawl up on and get out of the water. That's uh, I don't like that. Yeah, one of my buddies had one try to get up on him while he was wading, and uh, he beat him till he broke his rod. And uh, I said, you broke your rod? He said, I got plenty of rods. Trust me. He said, I'm not I'm not getting that, letting that rattlesnake climb up on me. Mm-mm. No. No. But, uh, yeah, I'm always, when I'm waiting, I'm always looking, looking around me. Because, believe me, they will try to get up on you. You're the highest thing around there. Yeah. And just think about your boat sitting down that flat down there. And if uh, one decides to uh, board that boat. Oh, when they will. It happens. You better know it. Well, I told I you had I big had old a... cottonmouth board my boat when we were wade fishing on the east shoreline. Oof. And I ran back across the bay. We didn't even know that snake was in the boat with us. And I was pulling up into the dock. And the guy pumped, tapped me on the shoulder said, we picked up a hitchhiker. And I looked back, oh. and he was right there by the transom, coiled up with his mouth open. All you could see oh, was cotton. Oh, my I, goodness. And uh, I caught him with my net, and he intertwined, and it went through all, just looped himself all through it, and I couldn't shake him out of it. I just threw the net and all in the water. I said, you want it? <laughs> you can drown on the bottom with this. I'll buy another oh, net. Oh, man. Well, I had a I had a ribbon snake uh, get in my boat, and same deal. And I was, uh, we'd all climbed in the boat. I didn't see him. And uh, I was sitting in the back sitting down putting fish in the cooler and uh and one of my customers said look at that snake and i jumped straight up <laughs> heart attack know? thought it was oh you know when I'm you snake you automatically think you know rattlesnake or water box sure exactly <laughs> and uh well, down here you think rattlesnake you know and, yeah, and i man, jumped straight right. up yeah and because uh, it's so easy for them to get in these boats it's crazy Oh, and, yeah, uh, they just climb right up the transom. They're in there. They're on dry land, buddy. They're at home. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, Ask old Charlie P. about up. that. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I jumped straight up. And this this happened about a week after Charlie had that incident with that rattlesnake. <laughs> and uh, and I jumped straight up. And and uh, this, this guy said, oh, it's just a ribbon snake. I said, yeah, but you don't know what happened to Charlie Paradoski. <laughs> you know? That's right. And, uh, we've heard We've and, heard a lot of stories. Let me knock this break oh, yeah. out, Lynn. Hang on. I'll be right back to you, buddy. All right. 
Well, you know, Boyd's One Stop, they're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Croakers are located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. Check them out firsthand the store. They have them on display, plus all their diffusers and regulators. If you need more info, call Jason at 281-701-8107. And check out all their wild-caught gulf seafood. And they're right in the height of crawfish season, and Boyd's has got them. Got great deals on them. If you want to buy them by the sack, or you can get them already cooked at their Cajun Grill right there next to the bait camp. Or you can go over in Santa Fe right there by the high school and pick them up. Call them at 409-945-4001 or boydsonestop.com. When you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show all right lynn we are back my friend yeah well anyway that customer said uh he said well that's just a ribbon snake i said well yeah you don't know the story about uh, what happened to charlie paradoski (laughs) and uh anyway uh that customer reached back there and he grabbed that ribbon snake and he just threw it out in the water and uh no sooner (laughs) he threw in the water that ribbon snake swam back and got back in the boat just crawled right up there and got right back in the boat with us. I mean, that's how easy it was, you know. So now, when I when I wade back to the boat, uh, and I go to climb back in that boat, buddy, I'm looking. I am looking. Before I just jump into the boat, I am looking everywhere before I just climb in there. You know, because you never know. I mean, these snakes can get in there so easy. It's crazy. Man. You better know it. I mean, you know, they they definitely they definitely can climb in there and and be anywhere you look, you know. Yes. I think that rattlesnake was in the in the console of Charlie's boat. 
Yeah, got up under the console right where he's standing driving the boat. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that, that'd wake you up, wouldn't it? Peekaboo, I see you. I'm out of here. Oh. <laughs> I never forget when I was, a, I was young, I was in high school, I think, and, and my dad, uh, we, we hunted in the Sea Rim Marsh and Sabine Pass, and and uh, he and I were working on a duck blind down there, and we would take machetes and we would chop that uh, salt grass, and we would uh, take string and bundle it up and uh, tie it to the blind. I mean, that blind was so realistic. You, you could walk right up to it and didn't realize it was a blind. I mean, it, it was awesome. We killed a lot of widgeons and pintails out of that blind. But anyway, right. we, he and I were working on the blind, and it was early. The season was just about to start, you know, so it was pretty warm. And uh, we were sitting there working on that blind when my dad took a break, and he was sitting on the edge of the pond, sitting in that salt grass. And he said, Lynn, uh, uh, come here a minute. And so I, I turned around, and I, I looked at him, and I said, what? He said, what kind of snake is this? And he was sitting on the edge of the pond and this cotton mouth had his leg had his nose right out between my dad's legs and i said that's uh-huh. a cotton mouth pop and he said that's what i thought it was and i eased over there and i stuck my hand out and i said here grab my hand and he grabbed my hand and i just jerked him off that bank of that of that pond i just jerked him away from that cotton mouth and uh-huh. didn't bite him or anything but boy i mean that snake was just sitting there had his head out out of the water you know and uh boy i mean it was a big one too man but you know all those years we walked out across that prairie in uh in that salt grass and never saw a rattlesnake down there and that was amazing that we never did because you know they were all over that salt prairie salt oh, grass yeah. prairie never cattle out there and everything but uh yeah, we were lucky. We were real lucky. But uh, man, that was that was a fantastic place to hunt. I'll tell you what, we used to really get a lot of widgeons and pintails down there. Oh, I'm telling you, that's that was a super spot. They used to come in there in big flights, you know, thirty-five, forty pintails or widgeons in a flight, and, and that, just buzz awesome, you. That's awesome, isn't it? Oh, they they circle you three or four times, just whistling, you know, and finally come in. Oh, my goodness. I can still see it like it was today. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. Nothing well, like it. Down there where you're at, that used to be the pintail nation down there, buddy. Oh, absolutely. Man, them bull absolutely. sprigs came in. Just, boy, I tell you, I've, I've oh, seen man. a lot of good duck hunting before, but back in the day, Port O'Connor, man, that, that, that was that pintail hunt was it. Pintail heaven. They'd been sitting I on got, that old uh, hard, salty water, and they'd get that rust on their breast, you know, on their bellies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like what your boat back. gets on it, a white boat gets that, you know, yeah. brown stain. Yep. Oh, I've got to constantly take that off, you know. I've got to get it off my boat. It, uh, if you just let it sit in the water for a while, about every other about every other day or every three days, you got to get it off. It's terrible. But I had a blind back here on the island uh, that was sitting in like six inches of water. And the first part of the season, those pintails loved it, man. I mean, they'd fall in there on that little pond. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't keep them out of there, you know. Nope. Oh, man. About six inches of water. 
oh my goodness, we used to shoot a lot of pintails out of that blind. And uh, it was, I never will forget, uh, I had a, I worked with a guy, an engineer that, uh, man, he wanted to go duck hunt with me. And I told him, I said, look, I said, I, I leave at a certain time to go down there. And uh, you're either going to be on the boat or you're not. I mean, I've got to leave at a certain time. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. I said, okay. Well, he didn't show up. So I, I left. And uh, I, I left. And when I got back to the dock, he was there. <laughs> And uh, back then, that was in 83. Well, you could kill 10 pentails. Yeah, it was 10-point yeah. duck then. Yeah, you could get 10 That's up. right. And I had 10, 10 bull sprigs and uh, had them hanging on a strap there on my airboat. He said, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh man, that's that's awesome. <laughs> he said, how, how many guys did you have with you? I said, just me. I mean, I you know, I killed my limit. And uh, I, I said, uh, you didn't show up, so I left. Well, he was never late again. I, I bet he wasn't. Yeah. Snooze, yeah. you lose. That's right. That's right. I said, I don't hang around and wait, man. We can't. Can't wait on you. But, uh, oh, man, those, those are some days, boy. You just pick out those bulls. You didn't shoot the hens, you know. Uh, there's nothing like seeing about 40 or 50 pintails circling you and know, coming in there and hanging over those decoys just hovering. Big old pins hanging out of them. That's it, man. They make about two or three passes, kind of like them teal do. And mm-hmm. well, once they commit and come in, and I, I just hold my guys and hold them, and until uh, I could see them toenails twitching oh, with feet down, mm-hmm. I said, "Now cut them, boys." <clears throat> that was good stuff. Yeah. And when you stand up to take them, you can see their eyes get real big. Oh yeah, <laughs> they go. <laughs> <laughs> they go. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, made a mistake. We screwed up. <laughs> yep, yep, made a mistake. But, uh, yeah, I said, just shoot the drakes. That's it. Yep. And, uh, boy, I mean, that's some fine shooting, I'll guarantee you. 83, uh, during that freeze, that was oh, the man. finest pintail shooting I've ever seen. Every duck in the United States came to the coast in that blizzard. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then when they got here, every all the ponds were frozen over. Yep. And if you had a pond that was open, you had any open water on it. Oh my goodness. Oh my! You couldn't beat them out of there. You could shoot them and no. they just swing out and come back. They were all they were exhausted. They wanted to sit down. No, oh, yeah. They're tired of flying. Oh, you, you couldn't keep them out of it. Uh, I ran in and there. Then they'd come on a pond that was a little iced over, and they'd just slide on their butts all the way across it when they'd hit it, you know, feet yeah. down. And, yeah. And uh, decoys were frozen in ice. And yeah. That was uh, 12 oh, days hunted. of Christmas. We ran in there, this this pond that we hunted, and we, we broke the ice up with the airboat, and uh, they were just falling in there and landing right by the airboat because wow. that was the only open water, you know. Right. And, uh, we hunted and we, we shot our limit. Gosh, I mean, I bet we didn't hunt 30 minutes, you know. And uh, and we left our decoys out. Well, that was kind of a mistake because they more or less froze in the water up there, you know. And uh, the next morning, we came back to hunt. And, of course, we broke the ice up with the airboat. And, uh, and we're sitting in the blind. Well, some of the ducks had come in and flare. <clears throat> and we couldn't figure out why they were flaring because uh, the water was open. Well, the decoys were dipping, 
and the bills on the decoys were frozen. There was ice on the bills right. of the decoys. Like they had and a snot sickle hanging off of them. <laughs> that's exactly right. And that's what was flaring the ducks. Yep. That was cold, boy. It got down to six degrees here in Border County. Six. And that's chilly. Especially that yeah. airboat ride out there. Mm. That was pretty cold. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> that was some cold days in fields, see. I remember <laughs> seeing the uh the intercoastal had uh had trout and redfish lined on both sides of the intercoastal as far as you could run. I've never <laughs> seen that many dead fish. You know. And of course oh, the tugboats was... didn't stop. You know, the tugboats kept going while they were it was killing the heck out of them. Churning them up, man. Just like they do at it the land cut. Yep. They didn't slow down. And they just Boy, think how bad it would be now as much, uh, you know, barge traffic and everything there is these days. Oh, man. Yeah. They'd, they'd get every yep. one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, um, it was, that was the worst I've ever seen. 83 was terrible. That was a bad one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it froze for 12 days. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that was unbelievable. It got so cold in that when snakes were coming out of the ground and getting that sunshine. The ground oh, yeah. got so cold. Gators, too. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that uh, biggest, biggest rattlesnake I ever saw, you know, was on the King Ranch with we quail hunting. And, uh, he was laying underneath a mesquite tree in the sunshine, and it had froze that day. And uh, as soon as that sun came out, man, they came out and laid in the sun. Yes. Ground was so cold, oh. they had to get some kind of warmth. Oh, yeah. I bet that snake was eight feet long. It was My huge. goodness gracious. Oh, it was a monster. I had a friend that uh, went to the diversionary <laughs> canal over there by Jones Lake, you know, West Bay, after that freeze. <clears throat> And they got in there, and uh, and fish were stacked in there like cordwood. And they were going to get out and walk the bank and just throw to them, cast them. Well, there was a rattlesnake about every three feet up there, oh, you know, sunning. And uh, he said, no, we'll just fish out of the boat today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I don't yeah, think buddy. we want to do this. No. Uh-uh. No, no not hardly. Real. Let me do another break, Lynn. I'll be right back to you, buddy. All righty. All right, man. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Danco Sports Incorporated. They're an industry-leading manufacturer of pliers, knives, and accessories for anglers worldwide. Danco is committed to providing affordable, high-quality products to the fishing community with over 400 plier and knife options to choose from. They're premium pliers. These are the ones I use. I really like them. They come in a nice leather sheath. And uh, they have outstanding quality and performance. No inshore or offshore boat should be without a pair or two of these in their boat with their, you know, super halo hinge and the titanium cobalt cutters. They're really sharp. They'll cut braided line. They have a lifetime warranty. And no boat should be without Danco fillet knives that come in a variety of sizes. German, German stainless steel blade. And uh, in my opinion, I like them better than the Bubba blade at half the price. And Danco knives have a dual-molded grip for superior control while you're filleting your catch. That's Danco Sports Incorporated. Do it with Danco. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 536 here in the Bayou City. All right, Liam, we're back, my friend. Yes, sir. All right. I had a customer, I had a customer the other day that we were drifting throwing plastic and, uh, uh, he foul hooked a stingray, and Uh-oh. he said, "Oh boy!" He got up there, and I said, "He said, well, what are we gonna do, man? I want my lure back.'" I said, "Well, first off, don't you bring him on the boat." No. Nope. I said, "You know, just, just bring him up here. We'll lay him on the gunnel, get him against the gunnel." And I said, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna grab that barb with a hook out, so I make sure I, I get a hold of that barb. And yes. Got to hold that barb with a hook out, and then. Then got his lure out of him, but I said, uh, we don't want that animal in the boat. No. And uh, he said, uh, yeah, we don't. I said, no, I'll show you the scar on my leg. <laughs> I said, no, we don't want him in the boat. Uh-uh. But uh, he said, you've been hit? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, trust me, it hurts. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Yeah, they call it a sting, but it's worse than a sting. Oh, gosh, yes. A sting's like from a bee or a wasp or something. Man, that, there's mm. no comparison. Stingray. Just, no. Man, that, them no. stingrays will latch you up. Yeah. I had an old buddy of mine call me the other day, and he said, well, it finally happened. I said, what's that? He said, well, I got hit by a stingray. He got hit on top of the foot. Oh. Yep. Right on top of the foot. 
And uh, I said, yep, hurts, doesn't it? He said, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. I yep, know a guy that hurts. was barefoot and waded off in the surf and kicked one just right, and it went right in his big toe. Mm. And mm. it it took him to his knees. I mean, all your nerve endings in right there, that, that's that got to be the worst oh. in that big toe. Can you imagine how that thing was throbbing? Oh, my goodness. Every time your heart beats. Every time your heart beats, it throbs. <laughs> Man. Man, I I remember that sitting on that uh, on the examination table at the hospital and I I asked that doctor, I said, Hey, you gonna give me something for this pain? This this hurts pretty bad. He said, Oh yeah, we're heating up some water. I said, Well, can you hurry? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, no joke. Man, man, 'cause every time your heart beats it I mean it throbs, you know. And uh, and that nurse said, How hot should we get this water? And he said, As hot as you could stand it. And, buddy, when they drug that, they, they filled up a garbage can full of water. And they drug it over there, and I stuck my toes down that water, and it was so hot you couldn't hardly stand it. And uh, and I That's thought, well, it's got to be better than this. And I shoved my leg down in that water, and, it, and I mean, the second that leg went in that water, it's immediate. That, it quit hurting. Yeah. It quit hurting. And, uh, and I pulled it out because that water was scalding hot, you know. And, I, and as soon as I pulled my leg out, it started hurting again. And I thought, no, no, no it's it, it got to be in that water. I shoved it back in that water, and it quit hurting again. <laughs> but you had to, I had to soak my leg for about an hour and a half or two hours to really break that toxin down. Yeah, I mean, it'll it's, it's uh, it, it'll break that enzyme down, and it uh, it helps. Yep, that's true. It, it's got to break it down. So it's um, it's nothing to laugh about. I mean, it's uh, it's serious stuff, you know. I mean, they uh, you gotta you gotta get some medical attention, no doubt about that. Yeah, if you don't, you can get some serious trouble. You really can. So Man, I'm trying what, to remember. I, we were it was a Port O'Connor tournament I was throwing down there, and uh, I think it was. Somebody fishing with Robert Savillo. I came in and he had a uh, he had a barb in him. He went through oh the weigh-in with that and then went went to the emergency room and got it cut out and fished the oh next day. Oh my goodness! Now that guy's tough as nails, there, buddy. Mm, mm. Well, I had this doctor friend of mine out of uh, Port Lavaca. He was one of my customers, and uh, when I got hit, well, he called me and he said, uh, he said, well, you know, he said. Uh, did they x-ray your leg? I said, yeah, they did. And uh, it was clean. There was nothing in it. He said, well, what happens is, he said, the reason they get infected, he said that barb has little curlicues on it. And uh, he said, when the barb goes in, and if he pulls it out, uh, those little curlicues stay in there, in your leg. Mm. And he said, that's what gets your leg infected. Right. And uh, what happened with me, I was wearing a brand spanking new pair of neoprene waders that morning. I just pulled them out of the box. And uh, and then I had those uh, Hodgman uh, Stingray boots on. Right. Those gorilla boots, we called them. Yeah, and, I remember uh, the old gorilla boots, the moon boots. Yeah. Well, it went right through those and those neoprene waders. And Good then he Lord. pulled he pulled it out, you know, when he left. That, that Stingray jerked it out well 
he broke off those curly cues going in, you know. So he didn't leave any of those in my leg. So that that was a good thing. That you know? helped, yeah. That helped a lot. Boy, but, can you uh, imagine taking one through the kneecap in that area in your oh, knee area and that joint like that? Oh my goodness, yeah. Well, that stingray hit me just below the calf muscle, which was high. That's real. Yeah, high. that was a big one. That was a big one. Yeah. And, you know, there was some guys out of Matagorda that I, I talked to that uh, they were in a shallow sport, an 18 shallow sport with no sides. And they ran down to Greens. <clears throat> there used to be an old green buoy right off the tip of Greens right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they dropped a guy off right there. And then they started working their way back toward Greens, dropping guys off. I think there were four of them. And uh, about 9 or 9.30, uh, the guy started picking people up. And when he got back to Greens there by that green buoy, he couldn't see the other guy, couldn't find him. And then they looked up in the grass, and this guy was laying up there in the grass. And the stingray, he had, right after they dropped him off, he stepped on a stingray. And that stingray was still in him. Yeah. And that stingray was still in him. Oh, my. You can imagine the misery that this guy was going through. You can just imagine and he was laying up there in that grass. That's why he they got him together. back on that eight on that eighteen shallow sport and laid him on the front, and they literally tied him down because he was in so much pain. They were afraid that on the way back to Matagorda, he'd he'd flounce off that boat. He'd fall off the boat because no sides, you know. Right. I mean, he was jerking around and just squirming, and they literally tied him on. Oh. I mean. You you know he was in a lot of pain. I mean, yes, good grief. But yeah, they he was in all that pain that long. I mean, you know how many stingrays are down there around Greens. I mean, it's it's stingray heaven. I think they. You know, I worried about my dog stepping on one when I'd hunt down there in the winter. You know, running across them flats out there. I mean, you see them everywhere. Everybody goes, "Oh, they leave in the winter." Well, no, they don't. No, no. I had three guys down there with me one day, and uh, and I, before we got out of the boat, I said, guys, I said, I got these ray guards if y'all want to wear them. And they said, uh, no, no, we'll drag our feet. we slide our feet. I said, hey, I said, I've never seen so many stingrays like they're here. I think this is a breeding ground. And uh, one of them said, no, we'll, we'll slide our feet. I said, okay. I said, I got ray guards for you if you want them. But we got out of the boat. And uh, there'd been a lot of reds, and so we were throwing spoons, and and uh, we didn't wait 30 yards from the boat, and two of them foul hook stingrays with spoons. That's yeah. how many were there. That's how many rays were there. Exactly. Oh, That's where they used to get on the North Shoreline East Bay, up my way. Yeah. But the most I've ever seen was in San Antonio Bay. I got yeah. out of the water. I said I I'm, <laughs> I didn't have any guards <laughs> or anything on me and my son and. Uh-huh. Lowell had dropped us off there, and they moved down to a bayou mouth and was waiting at, and we just got on the bank and walked down to them. Said, you can have this. Well, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, where I got hit was down toward uh, Air's Dugout. Yeah. And on that shoreline, and that's there's a lot there, believe me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the day before, I had fished the same shoreline, and, and we had seen a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we had we'd caught a lot of fish, and so we were fired up to get back down there. And the customers I had, 
uh, they book me every year. They're from one's from Oklahoma and one from Kansas, and and so uh, we were fired up to get back down there. Well, we pulled up that shoreline. There was slick after slick popped up on that shoreline. So man, they we got out of the boat and they were fired up. You know, we had, we had limited out the day before on trout and reds on that shoreline, and uh, so we got out of the boat and we didn't wait 30 yards from the boat and I stepped on that ray. Oh but, man. Um, the day before, we had seen a lot of rays in there, but you know, you know as well as I do. If you've got, if you've got redfish, you got rays. Oh you know? yeah, always. They're stirring it up. You know, those those redfish are stirring up that bottom, and those rays are in there feeding on whatever they're stirring it up, and vice versa. You know. Well, I, that's you know, like when we used to wade down behind the pass there in West Bay, in that clear water. And you'd be uh, leaving a little mud trail behind you. You'd look behind mm-hmm. you, and they'd be following you, you know, eating whatever oh, you're stirring up off, off, the, off the bottom, you know. And it, while they say don't wade back back. through right where you waded through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I have them bump me in the back of my legs. Uh-huh. They're feeding on what you're stirring up. Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. They just bump it on you say, walk some more. Stir me some uh-huh. more food up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, Lynn. I'm going to run, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about coming down to Port O'Connor and fishing with you, you'll show them where the rays are at, bud. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Now they can reach me at uh, 361-935-6833. All right, buddy. Hey, Lynn, you have a great Sunday. Always a pleasure talking to you, brother. All right, man. You too. Have a hey, good thanks, one, man. See you. All right. That's Captain Lynn Smith. Now we're going to jump down to Galveston, Texas, check in with Little Rat, Mr. James Plog himself this morning. Hey, James, what's up, buddy? Yo, Mick, what's up, buddy? Oh, not a lot, dog, not a lot. And it ain't too bad right now. They say it's going to get bad, but it ain't too bad right now. No, it's not. They're calling for a bunch of wind, but, uh, well, they did that. that the other day, and it didn't happen, so. Yeah, but. <clears throat> No, they just changed it. I got that the ten thirty one. They changed it from whatever it was. I'm supposed to get it, but I think it all depends on that storm system that's out there. That wind's well, probably yeah. gonna come off of that thing. Right. If as it comes this way, it'll probably start sucking that northeast wind. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty far up there right now. But anyway, hey, what year was that? We were all wading West Bay that spring, and all them stingrays migrated in. Remember that? Oh, that. Yeah, that's that year they were, you couldn't even fish. They were swimming on top of the water, big oh. little babies. Man, we were down, well, we were past Jamaica Beach down there somewhere. It was me and you and Blaine, or I forget who was with us. And they they had just come in, and it was just, I couldn't believe how many rays were swimming around us. It was crazy. Well, it, well you know how many rays are in Galveston. You just don't see them, like, down there. Now, we had the grass here before the freeze, and, you know, the bay got the grass, you know, it got real clear. You see them. Y'all don't pay no attention to them, but you see them. You see them. But that particular year you're talking about, that's the only place I ever got in a boat. I was in Jamaica Beach. Then it was right at that time, maybe the day after, the day before something, that I actually got on the bank and walked back to the boat. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't fish, man. No. I don't know why. they was. It seemed like when they first get here, I ain't no Ray man. I ain't no biologist, but you know these two. When they first come back in the bays from the, you know, wherever they go, the surf, they all yeah. swim around on top of the water for some reason. They, you know, 
Even this year, I said, "Hey, maybe man, they're on a glass minute pattern." <laughs> I guess so. Because they eat off the bottom. I'm talking about, hey, look, man, see them. He said, "What's that?" Because you see the little wings. Man, them stingrays swimming on top of the water. <laughs> and see, and then after they've been here for a while, you don't see them. You know, swim around too much on top of the water. But remember, there was little ones. There was there was big ones, little ones. There was medium ones. There was it was every daddy. size under the rainbow. There was some big as a car hood. Boy, Dude, remember in the terrible. summer when them big ones would spawn at Fat Rat? Remember we'd be wading around in there and there'd be them big hundred, hundred and fifty pounders swimming around there, squirting mm-hmm. pups out. Hey, you know, last year I told you I got stuck and didn't know it. I, I told you that, didn't I? Nuh-uh. Also. We get in from fishing just today, you know, took all my stuff, all my guys go away. And I throw all that crap in the back of the truck. And I think we had weather coming. Oh, it was a Friday. It was a Friday because I wasn't going on Saturday. And, uh, anyway, I, just, I was tired. I left all that old stuff in there, old truck stinking, wet, nasty. So Saturday, I'm going to clean all this stuff up. And I was going to go play golf. And I got my waders. And I said, man, there's a toothpick sticking it in my waders. And that night was a toothpick I threw in the bottom of the floor or something. So I just threw my waders out on the ground and took off. So I had to go Sunday. So I said, man, I better see if that toothpick poked a hole in my waders. I just can't believe that. So I get it, and I don't have my glasses on. I'm just trying to pull it out. and won't come out. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I went and got my glasses. It's the Stingray Barb. He stuck me, went through the very end of them soft science boots. I never felt it. It never hit me. It went through the boot and into the neoprene of the waiter. And wow. the barb sticking out that looks like a toothpick. And I Man. kept it in, in my leaning post for the whole year because it's a pretty good story. I told all my guys, but I knew, and I know where I was fishing. I never felt him. Nothing. And it just went in an angle, Mickey. Like when you get a nail in your tire, when it don't go in a tire, it just goes like up through the tread and you pull it right. out. It's no big deal. It was just like that. And you, I couldn't pull it out. I had to go get some little pliers so I didn't break it and pull right. it out of there. Well, that's what happened and to me waiting Sand Island years ago. Mickey Ray was a little kid. He went with me. I had just had one guy that day, and we started out waiting Dickinson and ended up over there. And I was waiting back to get the boat. And I walked up on one, and I kicked it, and it came up, and it was as big as a car hood. And I'll never forget Mickey Ray's eyes. They were big as saucers when that big old Ray come up on top and swam off from us. I said, boy, how would you like to get stuck by that? He'd drag you through the jetties. And yeah, He uh, would. We get back to the boat, and I pull anchor up and go pick my guy up. And I noticed when I'm walking around the boat, I'd hear something scraping every once in a while. If I'd lift my toe up, his barb went. Right in the toe of the boot, and it was those, you know, gorilla boots like Lynn was talking about, those Hodgman's we used to wear with the zip-up insides. And uh, Yeah. <laughs> that barb went in the sole and right under the bottom of my foot. It didn't, and, yeah, it uh, didn't get in your foot. It didn't get in my foot. How lucky was that? It's pure luck. At least it you is. saw the one. I didn't, I didn't feel it. Hey, but I know now why, and I know you too, you look at it. I ain't never studied no stingray barb. I ain't a stingray barb studying business. Well, well, there's I studied million this little one. ridges on it, you know. That's why they that, won't pull back out. That's why they won't pull back out. That's why if you get stuck and it breaks off in you and you don't know it, you, like what happened to Lowell, you got problems, man. 
Yeah, well, you know, look what happened to Mike McBride down there in Mansfield. His, well, that's true. His foot the same thing. Off. Yeah, same thing happened to him. Yeah, the stingrays is bad. I, I mean, I ain't never been hit. That's the first. Well, I was hit, but I really wasn't hit. But it was weird because I never felt it. Didn't feel nothing. And I know exactly where I was at. Man. And I know they're bad there, but I don't. I don't really think about it. I don't. You know, you and I move fast. We glide. I tell my guys, I said, I go, he said, man, you go fast. I said, no, I don't. I said, I glide. You go to stomping like you're in a duck field, you're going to step on one of these things. You are. Man. You got you to glide, you, just slide them feet. That's why I'm always stumping my toe on, on a tire or something on the bottom and going planting face first. Yeah, you got to ease around, man. You can't go stomping. And just what y'all said, Rusty Wilkins got hit. He wasn't like me. He was just good. He may have been with Tremble. We were all together, but he was by Tremble, and Tremble walked off the bank, and Rusty was right behind him, like you know, close behind him in the mud trail. Yeah. And boom, man, Rusty got payout. You can't walk behind somebody. You got to go the right or left. Don't get right behind somebody because they do what you just you and Lance said. They move from around you. They go right behind. That's where. I'm real careful about when we're fishing not to, like, stumble and put my foot backwards because he's liable to be sitting right there next to you, you know. You're exactly <laughs> you right. Step on him, but I don't too much worry about him. I mean, if you worry about him, you ain't going to concentrate on fishing. So, But I think these bark boots, Kenny's wearing a pair of them bark boots. Uh, I guess they're good. You know, Maurice and Bob Hardy, you know, for years, they wore snake boots, you know, the big-time snake boots. Mm-hmm. But all that stuff's heavy. I don't, you know, like them big old nasty Sims, them big astronaut boots. Yeah, I, and they I, don't I, I, bought a, I bought a pair of those, and uh, I wore them a couple of times. I said, man, I'm exhausted from carrying these things around. Yeah, just from carrying them on your You know, feet. and I like to be able to feel the bottom of my feet, you know, so you can kind of grip with your toes and keep your balance. You couldn't, you had them big nasty gorilla moon boots on, you couldn't even feel anything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.